Okay, Adam, uh, before we get started on the show uh, this evening, the uh, the transatlantic holiday, welcome to everyone. Welcome to everyone. Welcome Special. to everyone. Uh, well, let's just introduce everyone. First, we got Chris over in the UK as well. Hello. We got uh, Adam, not our Adam. We'll get into that in a second. I'll do. As a reminder, our Adam will be known as Crude Rude Dude when referring crude to him. CRD so in the house. How, how crude and how rude is the dude? We Pretty shall crude. see. Um, and then, it depends how much bourbon is drunk. <laughs> and then we have Lee. Hello. Uh, now, crude, rude, dude. What I'd like to do—you sound like the worm from the labyrinth, there, Lee. It was cute. It was very proper. And very <laughs> proper. Uh, crude, rude, dude. I'd like to go over the ground rules with you when it comes to um, recording remotely. Do you remember what those are? Yeah, I'm not supposed to go outside to smoke, which I'm doing right now. I'm not supposed to spit while I'm fucking microphone. What else, Bob? What other goddamn rules you got? While I'm microphone. <laughs> Mute it. Mute uh, I, I immediately spit. regret br bringing up the rules because uh, you're a natural born <laughs> contrarian. And I'm watching you on screen right now walk outside, so you weren't lying about that. Uh, just do me a favor, uh, uh, crude, rude dude. Just just try to remain relatively the same distance from the microphone. Is that a good compromise? Yeah, I can do that. <laughs> I can totally do that. <laughs> I think we got to keep it PG-13. However, uh, because we are speaking with people in the UK, it is okay to say cunt. Yeah. All right. Cool. Oh, oh, absolutely. That's, that's, that's <laughs> kind of like great. a full endorsement by everyone. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> it's our placeholder. It's like you guys use um. <laughs> I'll sort this cunt. And then this other cunt come up to me. That's a cunt. I said, fuck off, you cunt. Thrill me. Good news is your dates are here. What's the bad news? They're dead. All right, here we are once again. Yeah, you may have remembered a couple months ago for Halloween season, we did a mashup episode with our friends from Welcome to Horror. This is a uh, holiday special number two. Uh, welcome to everyone. Welcome, everyone, is what I like to say in these situations. Um, we've done introductions. We've got that out of the way. Uh, what I do want to do is obligatory. What's everyone drinking tonight? Uh, let's start with Chris. But I'm on the Adnams mold wine to get in the Christmas Ooh. spirit. Oh, now but what is a heated a in the microwave? Mold wine. <laughs> <laughs> mold wine it's uh, what's it going? It's uh, I know I've had it. Red it's, wine and then it's got it's, cinnamon. Uh, red wine, Ooh. nutmeg, lemonade, and then spices. Are you making lemonade. shit up, Adam, or is that for real? Because that sounds good. That's Lee. Oh, that was Lee. I can't see anything. Y'all tell the same to me. It's fine. Uh, <laughs> is that for real? Is it a real yeah. thing? Yeah, you've never had mold wine? Mold? You can go buy it. Mold, How do you mold wine. Mold. M-U-L-L-E-D. Yeah, y'all gotta spell this shit for me, right? Mold wine. No. I feel like I'm watching the an episode of The Office right now. Mold wine. What did they say? 
I know hey, it's funny. I just gotta <laughs> let it register. This this is a delicately sweet and vibrantly aromatic, with all the Ooh. traditional heartwarming scents of spices and citrus. We've used orange peel, cinnamon, cloves, and vanilla to give warmth and depth to juicy red wine. Now, crude rude dude, can you read the ingredients on whatever it is you're <laughs> drinking right now? Yeah, it's got a danger government warning. <laughs> it don't say. It don't say shit. It says it's extra aged and distilled in Kentucky. It says that. So you're drinking your daily flask of Evan Williams. Uh huh. Uh, one you of these a day. You didn't, <laughs> you didn't holiday it up in any way. No, I mean, I could put some cinnamon in there or some shit, I guess. Put so. some nutmeg or cinnamon in there. But I don't want to waste the whole bottle. These things cost like six bucks. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, Adam, uh, what are you drinking this evening? I'm drinking Heineken because we had it in the cupboard. Mm. <laughs> the only reason to drink Heineken. Yeah, and it... And it doesn't have like a, you know, it doesn't say it gives you floral notes of a phone kiosk outside a car park or anything like that. <laughs> but it does say, please enjoy responsibly. The UK chief medical officers recommended adult, recommend adults do not regularly drink more than 14 units per week. Whoa. 14 which, a week. Is that a, is how a many week? ounces That's is seven that? Pints. That's seven, seven pints. pints. Okay. Yeah. That's like a reasonable amount of alcohol to drink per week. That's yeah, annoying. but you know what? Here in the States, they're not like, they'll tell you don't drink this much in a sitting. They're not fucking telling you what to do for a week. Yeah. Don't judge me, government. <laughs> Jesus. It's, what happens? it's the problem. They, do, they say this is how much to have a week, and then they say don't save it all up and binge it. And it's like, well, tell us how much we should have every two days then, for Christ's sake. Right, right. right. Yeah, I do. Uh, I do like two drinks a day uh, during the weekdays, and then you know Fridays it's it's game on. Let's see what happens. And then uh, I got to introduce. Uh, you know, you've you've heard it. You've heard episodes of Not for Everyone podcast. There's a few in the past where we did the White Claw challenge a couple times, in which I saw uh, I I, uh, we, I tested to see if it was actually possible to catch a buzz off of White Claw hard seltzers. And uh, much to my chagrin, yes, it very much is. It is possible. <laughs> it's doable. I've watched it. I've, I've been there while it happens. It happens. So yeah. we want to apply that uh, scientific test to uh, eggnog, which is a festive drink. Um, <laughs> anyone have thoughts on eggnog in general? I know you either like it or you don't. There's very few people that are neither here nor there about it. I like it. I don't go out of my way to get it, though. Mm. <laughs> like dick. <laughs> <laughs> but otherwise, I'm not like, oh, egg, yay, eggnog's on sale. Like, I don't care. <laughs> okay, fair enough. Uh, anyone, any eggnog haters in the crowd right now? I'm not entirely sure, but I don't think I can drink it again because I the only time I did drink it, and I can't remember what it tasted like, um, but I drank a load of other stuff and threw up, and that was part of the throw up. That'll happen. And yep. most of the other drinks that were on that list that night, I can't touch anymore so i'm kind of assuming i can't drink eggnog anymore either um here's some word word of advice from a personal experience never mix white russians with tequila shots <laughs> oh college mistake college mistake. <laughs> one of many um all right lee what do you got you want to explain uh so i'm going to be drinking eggnog this entire time i'm going to see if if I can catch a buzz on it, I know that Lee is drinking uh, eggnog in addition to other things. Although he says he's not here to get 
very ridiculous. <laughs> well, yeah. So, so I am drinking eggnog, but over here we don't get it like pre-made. So if you have it, you have to make it yourself. Um, okay. So we've followed our traditional recipe. Um, so I've made. I, I love it, but because we make it ourselves, I do see what goes into it. So as a result, I normally only have it on Christmas Day. Um, okay. But as you said you were going to see if you could get drunk on it, I couldn't see why you were confused about that when I know that when I do it, I'll put half a bottle of cognac in it. So I've made so a batch the, of it up. The science is already settled, basically. <laughs> yeah, so it's, I've a, got, it's a sound hypothesis. I've got a pint and a half of it. It's got uh, half a bottle of cognac in it. Um, but yeah, I have had two hard seltzers and a double punk at 8.2% before I started it. So um, okay. I'm not well, here to get drunk, but if I do fall over, I'll just carry on recording. <laughs> Lee, you are literally like the, the English version of Bobby. Like that's <laughs> just so you know. <laughs> it's just uh, weird. Yeah, it's weird. Yeah, but you you seem like less of a douche, but less of a douche. <laughs> um, <laughs> hey, Bobby, I got to ask you a question, man. So. Are you just using like the eggnog you bought at fucking HEB? That's the grocery store. Is that is it grocery store eggnog? Great question, Adam. Uh, I walked in last night with a bottle of. Uh, I went to the liquor store. My it was buddy a yes or no question, Bobby. It was a yes or no question. <laughs> my buddy at the liquor store. He works there. I know him. He's my buddy because I met him at the liquor store. Um, uh, he, I told him about this little experiment, and he's like, oh, just buy this stuff. It's really good. He recommended it. It's called Pennsylvania Dutch Eggnog, made with real ah. dairy. Made with real dairy cream, rum, brandy, and blended whiskey. So it's a whole trifecta of fun there. Um, <laughs> and I walked in, in the door with it, and my wife saw it. She's like, Are you, is that for the show? And I was like, yeah. And uh, she asked me, you know, what Lee was doing, and I told her, I told her she's, that he's making like homemade style eggnog, like traditional with actual egg whites and cognac. And for whatever reason, that made her say, I'd very much like to visit him. <laughs> so that was that was the clincher that uh, convinced uh, us that we we, we want to go visit Lee because he makes homemade eggnog. I don't think he should even like eggnog. Yeah, he's anyway. like he's like a better British you. It's great. I love you, Lee. You're fucking awesome. If you get, if you get the opportunity, drink his cider. Oh yeah, I've that got a few apple trees. And I make cider in the uh, in the winter, and it's normally ready for about Christmas time. And that is a bit special. Thank that you. That stuff. That uh, what was it? Uh, fox killer. Yeah, because yeah. Because it was the apples that killed a fox. Oh yeah. <laughs> Yeah, we had some windfalls and a fox set them and then died at the end of the garden. And I was like, that's that's what I've made my cider from. I've never had um, better cider since. <laughs> you can taste the, the uh, soul of a fox in please cider. <laughs> no, this the is the marketing ingredient. we need. Yes. Fox killer cider. <laughs> that would sell. That it would sell. I'd drink it. If it'll kill a fox, I'll fucking give it a shot. <laughs> Probably get you drunk if nothing else. Words to live by from uh, Crude Rude Dude. <laughs> so what's next, Bobby? What's next with the agenda, boys? You know what? I'm going to let you take it, Crude Rude Dude, because uh, I don't need you to defer to me after scolding me 15 minutes ago. So <laughs> what do you got next? What do you want to do? So what we're going to do is the same thing that we did last time. We're going to go over 
the welcome to everyone's top holiday movies. And this time it's Christmas edition. So <laughs> each of us are going to spew off some of our favorite uh, holiday movies for the holiday of Christmas, which is <laughs> we're in the month of December and, and whatnot. So uh, we're going to start with the best name in the dictionary, Adam from, yes. from England. Give us, give us one of your top holiday movies. Right. Well, Christmas. I, 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 suspe I suspect that the other people may have this. Um, it's Batman Returns. Yes! <laughs> yes! Yes! That's my number one, man. That's my number one. Hey! Did anyone else have it? No, I, I didn't take it because I knew you had it and I knew uh, Crude Rude Dude had it. But I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have taken it anyway. Oh, but, oh, but it's, I mean, it's just a... Yeah. Basically, I know a lot of people, it's, I, I like to feel, as a former goth. Um, <laughs> You're goth that, still. Yeah. I'm still, oh, I'm still goth. I just, you know, I just acknowledge quite how horrible accountants this is to be plastered in makeup <laughs> and wearing, wearing that varnish. Hey, hey, listen, you're wearing a David Lynch shirt, all right? That's enough. That's, <laughs> yeah. that's, that makes you goth immediately. Fantastic. I feel true to myself then. But <laughs> David Lynch. I, I feel the goth pretend. The, the goth pretenders, it's Nightmare Before Christmas. But the actual Tim Burton Christmas movie, if you've got a rotten soul, is Batman Returns. So what you're saying is, if you're Nightmare Before Christmas, you're team like Marilyn Manson. If you're, if you're Batman Returns, you're team like Bauhaus or Skinny Puppy or, or something like that. Yeah, I yeah, it's, you're getting into the harder <laughs> edge, I would say. And it's nothing, nothing says Christmas like a twisted orphan vigilante stalking the streets, pursuing a deformed circus freak who is planning <laughs> to kill all the children in the city, and a woman who has basically been me tooed to death by Christopher Walken, only to come back as like, sexy death avenger dominatrix of everything and you're like yeah and it's yeah and that that, that reminds me, me feels of like christmas jesus christ <laughs> it certainly does adam <laughs> i it, it, you know i can't it, the way you just described it is like really like what my soul says that movie you put it into words in a way oh, that i could say I, I, that's my favorite Batman movie for one because mm. a Batman kills so many motherfuckers. He <laughs>, laughs as he fucking attaches dynamite to somebody and kicks him in the sewer. Batman smirks when <laughs> a motherfucker yeah. blows up. <laughs> and and then and then you got the veto is the penguin running for mayor and Chris Walken. <laughs> so hands down, <laughs> Batman Returns, best Batman, best Christmas movie. That was gonna be my number one. So I guess we're not doing it in any particular order. Maybe we are, but you just took my number one, Adam. So, oh, well, I, I feel joy. I feel it is our, our joining in our number one, shall we say? Because <laughs> I think definitely it's it's the one that really of of everything on there. It's the one that really ticks the box of no. I will watch that at Christmas, mm -hmm. and I will love the fact that someone actually thought, "Oh yeah, this is a great Christmas movie," and then lots <laughs> of people panicked and said. Bring it out in the summer, for fuck's sake, because this is not a Christmas film. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're like, please, God. 
There's a particular scene in that December. movie where like they launch a kind of like jester clown onto the giant Gotham City uh Christmas tree there. No, no, he goes and steals a baby. Is yeah, what he, he steals, does. He steals a, baby. a baby. Like uh just like they did in biblical times. <laughs> yeah, well, it's, it's it's Herod, but like and Danny DeVito, this is this is the best fucking this is probably Danny DeVito's best role. He is just perfectly fucking horrible. It's darkest it's, hour. Yeah, it's brilliantly and, and again, it's like this is this is kind of a kid's film. Mm. You know, but it's still it's, it's dark as all fuck. And the first the first Tim Burton mm. Batman's pretty dark. But but ah yes. <laughs> that, that's it. I'm addicted to Funko Pops, and they just released the Diggy DeVito as the Penguin, so I had to buy that shit. Does it have to be, like, did it have to be set during Christmas, though? Or does it just happen to be? No, that movie could have been set any time, but it was set during Christmas, because Tim Burton's like, I'm gonna make my Christmas movie, and it's Batman, and the Penguin's running for mayor and killing kids. It's great. All right. <laughs> but also, in that film, and that's the other thing I like about it, is it still has the bits that are a kid superhero film, like where the fucking like a, an army of penguins mm-hmm. with rockets on them, mm-hmm. <laughs> like invades Gotham, which is like proper Adam West Batman. That's proper. Yep. But also, it's like oh yeah, the penguins with rockets are invading Gotham. Meanwhile, you know, like flipper-handed Herod has kidnapped everyone's children, and you're like, and he bites a man's <laughs> nose. Oh yes, could be worse. My nose oh, can be just got flung with blood. Yeah. yeah, that movie well definitely is explains a lot about the person I am, and I'm sure Crude Rude Dude is today. Uh huh. Uh huh. So who's uh, you, next? You're who's running next? the show here, Crude Rude Dude. Who do you got next? Why do I have to run the show? Because you were bitching about it earlier. Let's go. Uh, let's let's uh, go back and forth across the ocean here. I was going to go with Batman Returns, right? But uh, Adam stole that from me. So uh, I'm going to stick with, uh, we, we mentioned this a little bit, Chris brought it up, like horror movies. Because when I was thinking of my list, like the majority of my, my Christmas favorite movies are, you know, Batman Returns and shit like that. But I wanted to go with one that's an actual horror movie. And Silent Night, Deadly Night is, without a doubt, it's a, it's a great Christmas movie, but it's just a great slasher horror movie. Hands down, that movie's fantastic. Yep thoughts has everybody seen who's seen silent night deadly night no i have i saw it i've saw it years ago and remember i but i just i remember it more as a that was just proper like say that is a proper slasher film linnea quigley's in it is she i remember that here's here's what i remember about the movie and this is why if you haven't seen the movie you haven't seen it in decades this is why you should watch it the movie starts out with a kid and his parents going to the old folks' home to visit Grandpa. Now, Grandpa is near catatonic, so he won't talk to anybody. But the parents and the doctors walk away to go, go discuss him behind closed doors. And, and Grandpa comes alive and starts talking to the grandkid. And he starts telling him, you know, about Santa Claus, right? And the kid's like, yeah. He's like, well, you know, Santa Claus gives presents to the good kids, right? He's like, Yeah. He's like, you know what Santa Claus does to the bad kids? The kid's like, no. He says, Santa Claus punishes them. So fucking grandpa instills this terror of Santa Claus into an eight-year-old child. And then they leave. 
and they're driving home. And while they're driving home, there's a Santa Claus in the middle of the street who's like, I need help. And so the parents try to help them, and Santa Claus murders the parents. In front wow. of the kids. Yes. I need to see this. I it's definitely great. need to see this. And if you watch Silent Night, Deadly Night 2, it's, you know, when uh, like sitcoms would get lazy and they do like the variety show where they just show the clip show where they show clips of previous episodes. Um, that's <laughs> essentially Silent Night, Deadly Night 2. It's all like something like 70% of it is just footage from the original one in the form of flashbacks. And that's where you see, you know, the famous like garbage day meme slash video that was going around the internet for garbage day. That's Silent Night, Deadly Night 2. Anyway. So is that a proper not for everyone? Film? It is. It is. The only th- th- we've we've kind of it does sound backed like our it. way into a corner around Christmas time because we've always done we're not doing Christmas movies during Christmas time. Uh, for the most part, but one day maybe we will. One day, you know, let's do a Christmas movie. Let's do Silent Night, Deadly Night in like June. Just say fuck everybody. <laughs> yeah, do the do the Batman Returns release schedule. Yeah, right. yeah. <laughs> do all your Christmas movies when it's absolutely blazing hot. <laughs> Crude, rude, dude. That was Christmas. a great Christmas pick. Silent Night, Deadly Night. Um, I'm wondering if anyone chose Mirror Thirty Fourth Street. Is that ever going to come up in this uh, in this conversation? But so far, no. It's it's uh, <laughs> we'll find it's out. murderous penguins that that steal children and a guy who witnesses father getting killed by Santa Claus. Um, Chris, what do you got? <laughs> Well, so I I don't have my favorite Christmas movies exactly because uh, I've, I've just not had that many that I watch regularly. However, since doing Welcome to Horror, I've now got a few that could now exist in a Christmas list. And the first one is going to be Gremlins because that, yeah. like, that does that does encapsulate everything i think you need in a a great fun christmas movie as well as having some horror aspects to it but i I, it's it's just you know it's just an awesome film um cute cute creature that turns into you know sort of more cute creatures but with a a nasty side (laughs) (laughs) like you know really what more do you want it's an excellent cast yeah, I, I am a fan of Gremlins. I'm glad it came up, obviously. Um, it, it does have that nice mix of horror, comedy, cuteness, and Corey Feldman. So, and cute Corey Feldman. It's one of its <laughs> finest performances, to be honest with you. Yeah, I'm not even saying that, that jokingly. Corey <laughs> Feldman's a great actor. No, he does some great performances. Yeah. Yeah. Um, any, any thoughts on Gremlins from the rest of us? I'm just really heartened that Chris... Because so, we did cover it as an episode, we did. Because we 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 just we just play to the numbers, and we just we always do Christmas episode like Christmas films for Christmas episodes, and we are kind of now running out. That's one of the trouble. That's probably the problem with doing that. Um, but yeah, it's it's a great Christmas film because I I like the fact that it's very it's basically it's a wonderful life, <laughs> and then. You put a load of spiteful little monsters in there, <laughs> and yeah, that feels. It's like having right. children. <laughs> it's just like having children. Mm. Very much so. Because I considered, I, I so I had a discussion with Lady Jennifer uh, this evening before we started recording, and I said to her, you know, if, if it were you, what would you choose? Um, 
and she said gremlins and then before she'd even taken a breath she went no gremlins too Gremlins ah. it's a far superior movie and it's, it's that is yeah now i was going to try and sneak gremlins 2 in alongside gremlins and say that really for the full experience you have to watch both on the same day yeah and yeah like the, the difference between them is fantastic because gremlins 2 is just crazy it's got a spider it's got a hot chick gremlin <laughs> yeah. anything you can think of is in there wait was gremlins 2 at christmas though so it wasn't but ah, you know, like ah, if you watch the first one, it's it. okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay, I guess that makes it my turn. Um, I'm gonna have to go with something. The the first uh, things I thought of were things uh, that I grew up on, and things that uh, this is one of those movies that, though it is a Christmas movie, I still wanted to rent it all the time throughout the year when I was very very young for whatever reason, and I still love the movie to this day. 1988's uh, Bill Murray starring Scrooged. Yes. And uh, yeah. we talk about 1988 a lot on, on Not For Everyone podcast and how it's just a uh, it's just a tsunami of, of great entertainment. Right, Adam? It definitely is. Definitely is my favorite. If you don't know, Scrooged is, the, uh, is a reimagining of Charles Dickens' classic A Christmas Carol, right? Mm. Only it stars uh, Bill Murray as your Ebenezer Scrooge character. And um, there's just wonderful, I believe Frank Oz did a lot of the puppetry in it. Um, just the, those types of visuals where it's like that comedy horror mix. Um, again, just explains so much about the, the taste I've developed and uh, the, uh, the psychological scars I have as an adult. <laughs> things of that nature. Um, it's, it's an absolute uh, December essential killer cast karen allen from uh, raiders of the lost ark buster poindexter buster poindexter <laughs> hot 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 um bobcat goldweights in it yeah um i isn't uh isn't mama fratelli throw mama fratelli from the train in that movie as well robert mitchum's in this movie Bob uh, it's it's a uh, absolute comedy horror christmas classic and it makes you feel good by the end of it. So uh, in, in the same way that a traditional Christmas Carol movie would do. Uh, any, anyone else thoughts on Scrooged? I, I haven't seen it for a long time, but I think you've convinced me there that I need to watch that again because yeah. that is a great list of characters. I remember um, going to the, the video rental store and, and, and it wasn't Christmas time and my sister yelling at me because I wanted to rent it because it was like, you know, May, April, or May, or something. She's like, "No, we're not renting that. It's not even Christmas time. Just getting Earth Girls are easy." Um, which is another great film that doesn't belong on this list. But uh... <laughs> yeah, no, I was just going to say the same. Like, it's I, I almost when Chris said, "I haven't seen this," I'm glad he saved himself by saying for a long time because I thought yeah. for a moment he hadn't seen it, and I was like. Well, that's our Christmas schedule fucked because we need to rearrange and show this. <laughs> <laughs> this just turns into a watch party immediately. Like, well, like, fuck this. We're going to show Chris <laughs> Scrooge. We're not recording this episode anymore. No, we keep oh, it rolling. Amazing. It just becomes a commentary episode. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it nearly, nearly was on the list. I had a real decision on like two movies. And Scrooge was nearly there. And the main reason is I've never owned Scrooge on DVD or video or anything like that. But I've never had to because 
at Christmas, I would go and see Lee or I would go and see Dean, Lee's brother, or I would see them both together and we would watch Scrooged. Always. It always. Was, I would always, yeah. That, and that, that for me was like sort of, that is Christmas tradition. And in a way, it just was like, oh, shit. Yeah, it, it's made me miss actually going around people's houses. Yeah. Because it was like, yeah, no, that would that would be when I saw Scrooge. Is I'd go go and see Lee, I'd go and see Dean, and usually, yeah, I'd be watch. I'd watch Scrooge twice in one week, but that's the sort of film that you do watch twice in one week. And, and what's kind of interesting about it is like it's one of the only, if not the only, at least on the top of my head, movie where I, I think of uh, Bill Murray's character being a total prick, but. <laughs> He's still somehow Bill Murray at the same time. Like you still love him because like, oh, that's Bill Murray, but he's, but he's just an awful human being. Yeah. That, I mean, that um, is the trick of a... Bill Murray a lot of the time though. <laughs> just in general. Well, I think even like sort of something like Ghostbusters. Or Groundhog mm-hmm. Day. Yeah. You just play, always with... play a shithouse that you love. Yeah. You, oh, that's true. You're that's always true. on his side, but he's the dickhead of the movie every yeah, time. Yeah, they, they would be people who, if they were played by anyone else, you would probably you would probably not like the movie because right. you're like, well, why are they giving this guy any kudos or anything? But Bill Murray somehow makes it okay to be a prick. He's a <laughs> lovable asshole. I get it. I get yeah, it. I get where yeah. he's coming from. If Bill Murray knocked on my door on Christmas Day and, and walked into my house and stabbed my mother, it would be like, <laughs> oh, Bill Murray. <laughs> it's still funny. <laughs> and the irony is, you know, of all the celebrities, he's probably the one who just turned up do all your uh, do all your dishes and your laundry, and then leave you. And just, just leave. Yeah. Supposedly the nicest yep. guy on the planet. In Austin, we have South by Southwest before the the Dracula plague hit, and he would just show up to bars, or not even during South by, he would show up to bars in Austin randomly and just get behind the bar and just start serving people. Like, <laughs> they were like, "Oh yeah, so is, Murray's here." Is he head to head with Keanu Reeves then for the nicest guy in Hollywood? Pretty much. Possibly. Possibly. Yeah. Yeah, but Bill Murray is actually talented, so he wins that. Oh. <laughs> that was going to be my Whoa. thought. That, that would be the clincher, is which one is the better actress, yeah. Bill Murray. Hey, listen, I like Keanu Reeves movies. I love him. He doesn't fuck up a movie, right? Like, <laughs> no, it's just true, about. But, but he's just kind of like a blank slate, man. Like, I love Keanu Reeves. Don't get me wrong, but he's not going to win fucking best dramatic actor ever. You know what I mean? Like... Nicholas Cage can win an Oscar. Keanu, mm. he knows he's not going to win an Oscar. He's cool with that, and that's what I like about him. Yeah. I absolutely agree. I'll watch anything he's in. He's supposed to be the nicest guy you'll ever meet. He is a terrible actor. I will still watch everything he's in because it's him, and I love him. Right. So, he's nice to look right. at. <laughs> I like the sound of his voice. In a weird way, I think he's a bit like Arnie. I think he knows his limitations. Mm. Yep. Mm-hmm. And plays to his strengths. You know, I don't think mm-hmm. he he's not under the illusion. He's never going to be the guy who's like, oh, he spent six months running the Royal Shakespeare Company. And <laughs> right. He gave us yeah. his amazing Hamlet. He ain't going to do that. He's not the guy where they're like, yeah, he he really submerses himself in a role. <laughs> he doesn't I'll, submerge watching... himself in the role. He's just like, yeah, I'm going to be Keanu Reeves and it's going to work. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to read this set of lines. Right, read them like Keanu Reeves would. You're fine. It's fine. Exactly. Don't do anything else. <laughs> All right, so Christmas movies. Um, <laughs> oh, sorry. Um, <laughs> no, I'll good, I'll good. Lee, uh, what, do you, what do you got? Uh, okay, so mine is not a Christmas movie. It's a Christmas special episode, but it is um, a, a full-length episode. 
Um, so every year I have to watch the League of Gentlemen Christmas special. I, I've actually I've got two British TV Christmas specials on my list of three. I'm afraid um, Good. because. Uh, because they are amazing, um, and I think that if I can help spread the word on them, then it, it can only be a good thing. Um, it, it used to be a very good tradition over here, though, that you would have like Christmas specials that were Christmas specials, and then it sort of fucked off in the nineties. And everyone who did a Christmas special, it was oh well, they're, they're, it's funny because they go to Spain, and it was like yeah, yeah. you wanted a holiday in fucking June when you were filming it, you lazy <laughs> bastards. <laughs> Um, the, yeah, the league, the league's Xmas special doesn't fall into that. It's a proper Sean Connery in it. Extraordinary. Oh, oh, no, no, no. <laughs> Definitely not. The, the film that the film that made Sean give up acting. <laughs> yeah, but I'll say this, boys: the comic book is amazing. All right, they fucking yeah, yeah, yeah. If they ever bothered to film that properly, yeah, that, that fuck Game of Thrones. That's what they should be doing on HBO. Yeah, they found Quartermain and Opium Den in the comics. That's fucking great, man. That's yeah. fucking great. That's my Sean Connery, you know? God mm. rest his soul. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so the, the League of Gentlemen is basically, they're a comedy group who sort of did sketch comedy on stage. And then as a TV series, they made all their sketches are basically the population of a town in England, in Northern England. And it's the various sort of because the characters eventually sort of overlapped and interacted and everything else like that. But it was basically a way of just putting them all together. Yeah, and it, it's, uh, so it's it's three actors who play pretty much everybody in the village. Nice. Um, yeah, and it, it's just it's it's proper. It, it's uh, so the three guys or the four guys, sorry, who wrote and acted in it um, are obsessed with british comedy and horror so it feels like a hammer horror comedy it's really uncomfortable it's really unpleasant um it's it's brilliant um and they're Christmas- amazing it is a great if you've not seen it man it really is worth tracking down it's uh it, it's well worth seeing um and it, i think it was it three seasons and one christmas special yeah um and the and christmas I- special is an anthology so you get the three stories and it basically tells you the story of three of the characters or they're kind of weird backstories. But yeah, it's it's well worth checking out. From what I've seen of it, I'd have thought it'd be perfect. You're in for not for everyone. Yes, yeah. actually oh, that's very true. Yeah, I think you guys would definitely dig this. The, the Christmas special and the show itself. Because the one thing they, they really, um, on the show, they really make it work properly it's not just oh this is how we're going to put all these sketches together they do interweave everything and stuff crosses over and it works and especially as they keep going like as you get in the second and third series like a lot of the characters cross over and meet and it interacts a lot more and stuff like that we're watching it put it on the list excellent Excellent. all right all right crude rude dude what do you got uh for your next pick oh me um what did I say? Oh, he stole one of mine. And then we went silent night early. I'm going to go basic bitch. And I'm going to say um, I'm, I am I am the uh, the goth that likes the Bajas. But I'm also <laughs> the goth that likes Marilyn Manson because I'm going with Nightmare Before Fucking Christmas. <laughs> I love that goddamn movie. I don't give a shit. I'm glad that at every fucking stupid grocery store, 
in America in the holiday season, they have Nightmare Before Christmas stuff. Like I said, a Halloween, it's a twofer, right? It's a Halloween movie. It's a Christmas movie. It's yeah. spectacular. You're a hot topic goth is what you are. Yes, um, I am. But I'm so much more, so much deeper. <laughs> but I'm still one of those bitches, yes. <laughs> yeah, I was convinced after Halloween that I need to watch it, but we put it on and it was just still a little bit creepy for my youngest. Uh, I was going to ask you if you let the kids it, watch it, what like, they thought. We, we, we started it and I think it's to do with a stop animation. Mm -hmm. They haven't seen much of that and it just it adds that extra edgy... Sort it's of a little jarring. uncomfortable feel, yeah. And I just yeah. think they weren't quite ready, so so it's all right. We'll we'll hold off. We'll watch it first. Yeah, yeah. Watch show them South Park or something first, and then go back and show them. <laughs> show them cue the winged serpent. <laughs> <first>. Yes. <laughs> Adam's yes. eyes just lit up. Oh, when said that. It's a fantastic fucking film. That is. If only it really was set is. at Christmas. I know. Is <laughs> it? So you've chosen two Tim Burton films. Adam. Yeah, I went with two Tim Burton. Yeah, I went with Batman Returns and uh, Nightmare Before Christmas. Before, listen, before Tim Burton started using CGI and he just used like claymation and models and shit, that dude was my favorite director. And then he started doing like, I mean, like a lot of his movies since the 2000s, they would be great if they were done in claymation, but it's like shitty CGI. And I'm like, fuck you, dude. You yeah. used to be cool. So who's next? Who's next on the list? Uh, Adam, let's go. Let's go shoot it up to you what's your next pick i'm well i think i'm i think i may have crossed over with lee here because lee said he'd done two uh tv specials and certainly this is one i know is traditional of his and it is definitely traditional of mine which is uh black adder's christmas carol it's my number one it was oh, my really? number one. <laughs> oh sorry man i'm just the, i'm just the one stealer <laughs> That's what I up. But um, I don't know. Again, this is an, this is another one where I don't know what the crossover is to um, America with uh, the Black Adder series. It got some traction probably like the last ten years. I think it finally reached kind of a cult following around here. I've seen a few of the sketches. Um, I wouldn't call myself a versed fan or anything, but what I've seen is. I remember it being very, very, very British. Yes, and yeah. uh, and I was like, kind of like, uh, I see why people find this funny, but I, it, it never, it never drew me into where I like sought out more of it. And and I trust you guys' opinion. So if you want to make a case as to why I should uh, revisit this stuff, so this is like a head to head between Scrooge, exactly. it's Christmas Carol. That that was what that was what kind of tipped against Scrooge was because I knew that I had to do this. But I think that again, we grew up with certainly me and Lee grew up with Blackadder being on the telly and it was like a massive hit over here. And um but basically the premise is and it, every series it's a different incarnation of uh the Blackadder family line. Like, and, yeah, different generation, yeah, different era. Yeah. So the very first one's medieval, and you then the second one. one is Elizabeth. <laughs> the second one is where everyone started to actually love the show. And frankly, yeah. Isn't the first one where Blackadder's a bit a bit useless? Yeah, it's it's not quite as good, although you do have Brian Blessed and Peter Cook turn yeah, up. Uh, yeah, yeah. And that, 
that's that's good. And it has its moments, but it's only mm. you know, I, I I still watch it, but then I'm a completist. I, I agree, but I'd say anybody coming to it, watch two, three, the Christmas four. one and four, and then go back and watch the first mm. one. Yeah. Um, I remember the the World War Two World yeah. World War One. Yeah. Oh, it was World War One. Okay, that yeah. makes sense because they're so, yeah, so the first, over the, the trenches, yeah. The first series is medieval. The second series is Elizabethan. Um, so he's a lord in the cult of uh, Elizabeth I. The third one is set in the uh, Regency period, and he's the butler because basically it's every time he reduces the line reduces in status. In the first series, he's a prince, and then he's a lord, and then he's the butler to the to a to the <laughs> prince of Wales. And then mm. finally, he's in the trenches. He's a captain in the uh, trenches in the First World War. And but what they did was in in between series three and four, they did Blackadder's Christmas Carol, which is another Blackadder from the line set in Victorian times, and it's basically a Christmas Carol. But the gut, but the the whole take of it is is that Blackadder throughout the series is very devious and nasty and sort of you know he's a calculating sort of person who's always trying to get get his advantages and everything else like that and the the premise of blackadder's christmas carol is that ebenezer blackadder is a really really nice man who basically gets shit on by <laughs> everyone because they just take advantage of the fact that he's such a nice bloke and then he gets visited by the ghost of christmas who shows him his ancestors and he sort of realises, hang on, I'm getting fucking shit on here. <laughs> and spoiler alert or whatever, but the turnaround of the thing is unlike A Christmas Carol, he basically becomes a bastard. <laughs> so it's like, yeah, it's an inverted Christmas Carol, essentially. The the lessons did not pan out. <laughs> yeah. He, well, he takes the right lesson, which is, what what is it? Um, he said, do you, do, uh, what is it? Uh, I think don't you uh, don't you mean that it's pointed to the very clear lesson that bad guys have all the fun, <laughs> and yeah, and he goes from there, and and it's wonderful as well because it's basically yeah the last half of it is just him getting back all the people have been like there's a woman who comes around and takes money off him claiming that it's for her needy kids and um, his niece turns up and she just nicks all the Christmas presents and everything and it's. And then, uh, yeah, they turn up the next day for Christmas. turn up and they fleece him of all his stuff. Yeah, and then the end is when he's, once he's seen his past, yeah, he comes back and basically just fucks everybody else over for his own game in the last 10 minutes. It's brilliant. It's just, it's so much fun and it's, yeah, it's amazing. And it might, I think it would work weirdly as a primer in so much as if you did watch it, it would give, because it, it gives you a flavour of the second and first series. Yeah. Um, and how that those work and um and it also has a future segment which is just hilarious because it's basically because that that's the turnaround is he he says to him well what what's it like in the future if i become an arsehole like my ancestors and he rules the galaxy <laughs> or if he doesn't he ends up as the servant to his servant that's been all the way through the series a guy called baldrick who mm. as the series progresses gets to the point of absolute moron in that you're like how he ties his shoes you don't know <laughs> he is just complete fucking imbecile but it's but again it's that sort of turnaround and everything and it's yeah it was a 
it was like I say it was something that we watched as it as it went on and by the time they did the fourth series where it's set in the trenches the end of it is actually they go over the top and die and I remember watching it it would have been it was like sort of late 80s and I remember watching it and I was like I was an 11 year old who'd been allowed to stay up late and watch the funny show with the swearing in it and I was in tears because yeah. by the end of it you're like fuck me this is just you know so I mean it had it sort of not to say that that's an off put because at that point it sounds like oh it's not going to be a worthy comedy right up until the last five minutes it isn't it's still funny and cynical and Great. And just to be clear, that's the last five minutes of season four, not the last five minutes of the Christmas episode. The Christmas yes, episode yeah. is mm. pure, and the yeah. Christmas episode is nineteen eighty eight. So if you needed any other selling point, uh-huh. yeah, it yeah. Came out that's in a good point. <laughs> but you said Excellent. you saw some of it, Bobby. So, did you have any English comedies that have worked really well? Yeah, I, I really like the young ones. Um, yeah. I remember watching Bob and Margaret when I was a kid. Monty Python, obviously. <laughs> Um, uh, I I don't get the Mr. Bean thing at all. Oh, I never no, have. I, I, Mr. Bean's great. He's like the he's like the English Larry the Cable guy. He had his own thing, and he and he was obviously successful with it. But it, that guy just never did it for me. That's um, the guy in Black Adder, you fucking dick shit. That yeah. is Black Adder. Yeah, I know. And that okay. And that's well, the trouble. Mr. As well Bean is, is is dog shit. Yeah, that was <laughs> the trouble as well. Is because it was that was what he did after Blackadder. What is it, Ro- Rowan? Uh, Rowan Atkinson. Yeah, and it's yeah, it's what he did after Blackadder. Is he went and did Mr. Bean, and it was like Dylan's gone electric. We were all just like, "What the fuck is this shit?" <laughs> <laughs> Fuck, mate, this is Pete, Pete Seeger is taking his father to the car so he doesn't have to hear it. Yeah. From the, uh, from the <laughs> and then, of course, uh, Coogan, Steve Coogan with the uh, Dr. Horrible's House of Dr. Terrible's yeah. House of Horrible. Oh, yes. Yeah. I love that shit. Um, uh, so, you know, it, it's hit or miss. Um, I, I think one of my first exposures to English comedy was actually Mr. Bean. So I was just kind of like, fuck this. Mine was Vinnie Hill. Oh, of course. <laughs> what no, are you, my the, dad? <laughs> the British shows that I've I've seen and liked were the IT crowd and uh, mm-hmm. the Mighty Boosh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Fucking love it. Fucking love yeah. it. <laughs> and uh, what's that one by the by Edgar Wright? What was it called? Uh, oh, Spice. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, yeah, I was about to say, show. I want to rewatch Spaced. I really mm-hmm. liked that show a lot. I just started watching um, it again the other day. It's, yeah. yeah. It's yeah. still awesome. It's like, I like referency humor, and that's mm-hmm. chocked full of it. I think in that yeah. case, definitely watch the Le- the League of Gentlemen as well, because there are a lot okay. of that is you're sort of like, oh, they've got that from the Wicker Man, haven't they? Or they've got that from right, this. right, right. All right. Um, well, let's uh, let's roll it back. Uh, one thing I want to point out, and let me get on a soapbox for a second. One one thing that all the cool kids uh in internet discourse there has been a pandemic no no not an actual one that we're living through right now but um of of people debating whether or not die hard is a christmas movie it's a very posh thing to discuss on the internet amongst normal people i guess (laughs) you didn't want to bring Um, this up bob you told me not to bring this shit up and now you're bringing it up (laughs) no this is this is all just preface okay um, oh, sure. Because there is no debate. There's no debate there. Like Die Hard is obviously a Christmas movie. Yeah, 100%. Uh, but my 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 pick is going to be Die Hard Two: Die Harder. 
Yeah. It's still set during Christmas, though, has really nothing to do with Christmas, similar to Batman Returns, I guess. Uh, Bruce Willis is back as John McClane. His wife, Holly, played by Bonnie Bedelia. Uh, we have all the we have all the regulars coming back. We got uh, what's his name? Uh, who's the cop from uh, from Die Hard and the cop from Family Matters? Uh, uh, Carl, Carl's uncle, Carl Carl's Winslow. Carl yeah. Winslow, yeah. Carl's neighbor, <laughs> Reginald Vell Johnson. Um, it's set in a it's it's another terror attack kind of thing, but it's set in an airport during Christmas time. Um, there's some great moments where he's like crawling through rafters. There's a shootout in a church. It has like a lot of snowy setting, it, like in a very uh, Empire Strikes Back kind of way. It 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 it's not overtly Christmas, but it's obviously set during Christmas, and it's a solid action film that uh, people often like to talk about the original, and then they skip over the second one, and start talking about the third one, which is actually a great movie as well. But for whatever reason, Die Hard 2, I feel like, doesn't get enough shine, and it should. And it is 100% a Christmas movie. I don't know if you guys have, have seen it or not. It has what's-his-name in it as the villain, the guy that played the Reaper in, in Bogus Journey. What's that guy's name? William Sadler. William Sadler. Yes. William Sadler's in it. He's the, uh, the main villain. He's a great actor. I love that guy. And that movie's badass, too. I am. Um, yeah. I was, uh, so, <laughs> so I was 12 years old when this film came out, and... My best friend at the time, me, him and I absolutely loved Die Hard. Uh, and we tried to get into the cinema to see it because it was rated 15. And I'd spent all morning practicing giving my fake date of birth. And then we got <laughs> to the window and the woman went, um, when were you born? And I completely froze and couldn't remember. And he didn't talk to me for a fucking month. <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, did he get in yeah well no he didn't go in without me so he wasn't that big a prick but he didn't talk to me the whole way home and then uh yeah how so, long did you have to wait to watch it uh this was this was back when uh pirate vhs it so we managed to get hold of a copy within a month um <laughs> but yeah it was like an eighth generation vhs so it was like trying to watch it on a scrambled channel. It was practically indecipherable. It was just a mess. But um, it, it was about the same time as he forgave me. So I think he watched the film and then forgave me because he'd seen it. But yeah. Oh. So, so I've seen Die Hard 1. Is it essentially the same kind of... Yes. If you liked, if you liked Die Hard 1, check yeah. out Die Hard 2. I mean, it's, it's not, I wouldn't say it's superior necessarily, but it's still just a solid 80s action movie with your kind of blue collar. He was, John McClane was like, is credited as being the first blue collar uh, action hero because in the 80s we had, you know, the Schwarzeneggers and the Stallones mm -hmm. and, the, and those types were just like over the top comic book muscle men type thing where, Love. where, McLean, uh Bruce Willis was just like your everyday cop. Yeah, and, and so uh, in the first one he's in the Nakatomi building, and in the second one he's in like an airport. Yeah, yeah, I just, I just said that. It's Christmas in the airport <laughs> instead of a building. It's Christmas in the airport. Did you guys see the Netflix uh, thing where it talks about these old action movies? Um, yeah, and they were basically yeah. saying I think it was supposed to be Arnie was supposed to be him in the first movie. And then they basically oh, cast really? him and they had loads of trouble marketing it because everyone saw Bruce Willis as the action figure and just pissed themselves laughing. Because of moonlighting. Yeah, moonlighting. Yeah, it was in moonlighting. 
Because he he was not an action star, and in Die Hard's what what made him one, and obviously He's that brilliant. did very well. Like it really mm. works, oh, yeah. but yeah, I can see how action movies until that point you'd always had some great big lump, um, yeah, mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden you've got yeah, I mean it went from like, what like westerns to like in the 60s i guess and then the 70s was like your steve mcqueen kind of like car chase type stuff uh slash charles bronson and death wish stuff and then the 80s turned into like conan the barbarian and rambo and predator and and then by the 90s they finally and we talked about this on our our predator 2 episode predator 2 is basically that transition from the 80s to the 90s because Mm -hmm. they use Danny Glover. Yeah. Danny Glover, regular cop, yeah. like still a badass, but just like a normal looking normal looking guy that that people can relate to rather than um, you know, Arnold Schwarzenegger. So um yeah, if you like if you like the first Die Hard, I, I say revisit Die Hard too. Um I just wanted to talk about that movie and, and give it some love because I just feel like no one cares about it. <laughs> and uh it's kind of the bastard stepchild of the the Die Hard trilogy. <laughs> What I'm I hoping is, because I know, I know quite famously, Bruce Willis says that the first Die Hard is not a Christmas movie. I really hope that, I really hope that then he just com- totally confuses the issue by saying, but Die Hard 2 is a Christmas <laughs> movie. Right. And he's just trolling. I would them. probably, that would be fucking I'd say bright. Die Hard 2 is less of a Christmas movie. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. All right, uh, are we on Chris now, I believe? Yeah, so so for my second one, I'm going for one that's uh, it's a bit of an adventure. It, it's, it gets a bit serious around the sort of the first half, but then it just builds up into a great ending. And it was one that we covered, episode 17, and it is yeah, it has a fantastic icon as well that I think I could probably get a t-shirt with it on and maybe wear it to an actual Christmas party and people might mistake it for, for a Christmas picture. <laughs> it is Rare Exports. Yeah. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. yes. <laughs> now I got to come up with a third one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we discussed this one beforehand because Rare Exports is freaking awesome. Good God. That is great. That's, a bit of a, that's a bit of a recent classic. Mm. Oh, is it? I mean, last 10 years or so. It's not something we grew up on, you know, yeah. what it came out like 12 years ago or something like that. Mm, okay, so we when did we watch it? Because episode 17, it was like two, it, two it, years it, ago. Yeah, it was our years. first Christmas. Yeah, 2010. Mm, yeah. Okay. But yeah, so, so what I said about it at the time was it's a compelling mystery and black humor horror story woven around a coming-of-age boy turning to a hero with some useful tips for building entrepreneurs to look for business ideas in the <laughs> likely of places. Hey, what can we do with 186 <laughs> naked old men? <laughs> now, I'd like to say, yeah. <laughs> with, with Brexit on the way, we need some innovators. So <laughs> go out there, get selling the old men. We'll do great. <laughs> I mean, I can, I can honestly say that was, there's, a, there's a couple of guys at work who are, for want of a better word, we're kind of, we kind of formed a fucked up film club where we just recommend each other weird shit. Um, mm-hmm. kin- sort of kindred spirits, but yeah, I recommended uh, one of the blokes there, uh, Rare Exports, and he said, um, and he's, um, yeah, his response, he watched it, and he was like, you know what, you've given me a new film to watch over Christmas, but it's the only one with a lot of old men cock. 
<laughs> so when you said when you said we formed a group at work, I thought you were going to say something like, "And we get naked and pretend we're old men and show off our old man." Yeah. It's a rare exports fan club group at work where you all cosplay in the break room. Cosplay something as dirty old naked Santa Clauses. <laughs> I tell, I tell or you, elves what, or whatever. I tell you what, the bronies would shit themselves when we shut up. <laughs> There's only five of us, but we'll fucking have the lot of them. <laughs> you will uh, beat them to a merciless pulp if you want to. That's <laughs> <laughs> naked old men. <laughs> uh, crude, rude dude. Any thoughts on rare exports? You've been walking around like the fucking Blair Rich Project the last thirty minutes. <laughs> yeah. and haven't heard a word for you. Hey, listen. Uh, I muted it so because I spit a lot. No, uh, no, Rare for Exports is awesome. I, I actually watch that, like, every year now and have since I saw it in 2011 or whatever, you know what I mean? Mm. Like, that, it, it, it's, it's a great fucking Christmas movie. It's crazy monsters. There's a lot of old man cock. I mean, it's a great <laughs> fucking film, you know? <laughs> Takes over yes. the boxes. Yeah. Especially with the the cocks, the old yeah. cocks. That's all I have to say on that. <laughs> That's all I have to say about that. <laughs> um, I think we're kind of out of order because there's two of us and three of you. So let's. I've go already to... used all my movies, by the way. Between fucking okay. Adam picking my shit. Um, sorry. <laughs> well, I got one. I got at least one more, but I think it's I think it's Lee's turn. Yeah. Um. So, so my next one is is definitely a kids movie, um, but I, I I really enjoyed it for a long time, uh, and in recent years I think I've enjoyed it more, which is terrible because I'm a forty year old man, and as one of my favourite films, okay, Adam, I can see Adam saying no, he fucking isn't. Oh, I'm in my early forties then. I'm not. Yeah. Forward. I was gonna um, say. <laughs> hey, I'm forty. All right, listen, <laughs> you're older than me, you bastard. Are we um, doing DJ age 29? <laughs> um, but yeah, so I, I'm going with Muppets Christmas Carol because I, I love this film. It, it, it is, it's totally a kid's film. It's unapologetically a kid's film, and I love the shit out of it. And I'm not the only one because I went uh, about three years ago, I went on Christmas Eve to the Prince Charles Cinema in Leicester Square uh, to a sing-along uh, version of it and the prince uh, actually bobby you recently watched um uh uh wolfman's got nards mm -hmm. documentary uh, so the british cinema they cover in that is the prince charles in leicester square where okay adam and i have been loads um yeah yeah and i went on christmas eve to that cinema to watch muppets christmas carol sing along and there were probably 10 kids in there and that cinema holds 600 people and everything wow. was sold out, and everybody was asshole drunk. Um, <laughs> it was a mate. It was like three o'clock in the afternoon. Everybody was battered. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, you got uh, you got Michael Caine as as Ebenezer Scrooge. You have uh, Kermit the Frog as uh, as Bob Cratchit. You have that little Kermit, the little tiny Kermit the Frog as uh, oh, know, what's that kid's name? Tiny Tim. Tiny Tim. Robin as Tiny Tim, uh, and you know, it, it is what it is. It's the Muppets, and who doesn't love the Muppets? 
And we just, they're so charming and so fun and so uh, creative. We completely give a pass to the fact that a, a frog in a pig, um, uh, uh, it insinuates that they have sexual intercourse and have frog children <laughs> and, pi and pig children. And they're the same size, a frog and a pig. They're always the same size, right? Like that's just, yeah. that's normal. And an eagle, they just, they just. Sam the eagle, yes. Now you quit looking into like the logistics of a, it's a they're all fucking Muppets, okay? It's a Muppet. <laughs> yeah. It doesn't matter what creature, they're fucking Muppets. Even the old men are the same size as the birds and the frogs. <laughs> They can all fuck. It's fine, all right? It's not quite a mop, and it's not quite a puppet, but man. <laughs> I think also it's not a kid's film, Lee, because the Muppets are a family film because everyone loves the fucking Muppet, Muppets. Whether you're, and it's not a nostalgia thing or anything else like that. No, still genuinely not. fucking entertaining when you're older. That was one of the few right. programs that both my mum and dad would watch is the Muppet show, like with me, because like both of them, were amused by and I'd go so far as as they were the the Muppets and Jim Henson and the Muppets were the kind of the forefathers of that let's create comedy that both adults and children could made and now we have things like Pixar and like mm. you go watch a kids movie today even as an adult you'll get something out of it yeah totally there's the there's a show called the amazing world of gumball the, well, my kids obsessed with that fucking show fucking he watched it like three it. times a day but they have, they have like ref They did like a film noir episode that had uh -huh. visual references to fucking Requiem for a Dream in it, what? and it's like, whoa, this is no. I really like the people who are making this show. I didn't see that one. Jesus Christ! I'm, yeah, I hope my kid didn't get that reference. It's, it's well because they do it in the show. It's just they're eating a lot of sugar, but then uh -huh. they do like the pupils and the dilated veins and all the. Sort of classical music and everything. It's just, it's requiem for a dream. It's brilliant. So it's, but it's not the ass to ass dildos, right? No, <laughs> strangely enough, no. It's not that. Okay, just it's check. Not it. the episode I watched. <laughs> All right. Um, I'm gonna bring it back. Uh, I can't believe this hasn't come up yet, but it's an undeniable Christmas classic. Uh, speaking of humor that uh, both children and adults can enjoy. Uh, 1990s, Chris Columbus directed Home Alone. Yes. Ah. Now, was Home Alone a phenomenon as it was in the U in the U.S. as it was in the U.K.? Was was that like a big movie? It was a big mm -hmm. hit over here as well. Yeah, because then you could then you couldn't move for fucking Macaulay Culkin. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, especially especially because over here it was like. Look at the charming young man who's come over from the Americas. They've come come over from the colonies. And isn't he a well-brought-up young lad? And he's quite humorous. And so he was doing the rounds on like, all the chat shows over here and everything. And everyone was, everyone was a combination of sort of, ah, and, and you just couldn't help but feel that your parents were going to be, why can't you be more like that nice Macaulay Culkin? Because I'm not going to end up on crack, Mum. That's why. Was he on crack? Probably. I think he he's one of the ones that made it out. Uh, I mean, I'm not going to say he's like a like a well adjusted child former child star, but he's definitely one of the better ones. He didn't he didn't end up in prison and still has like the ability to hold down some form of a career. So I think that's that's definitely a win in child act. Yes. <laughs> right. Child star. Uh, I gotta status. do this because it's it's it was bound to happen at some point on this episode. Uh, crude, crude, rude dude. What is Home Alone? 
about. So it's about this little kid, and this is in the 80s, before like everybody had cell phones, and this story would be a fucking moot point. But uh, <laughs> he's a little kid, and it's, his family's going to Paris. They're going to France from America for their holiday season. And he gets left behind. Needless to say, he gets left home alone. And in the bad guys is Joe Pesci and that other dude uh, from City Slickers. They're the wet bandits. They're trying to rob his house. And he fights them with micro machines and knocking them in the head with very violent, uh, very violent. Those fucking paint cans would kill a motherfucker. That's all I know. <laughs> I remember the, the eye him in the face. Yeah. Looney mm-hmm. Tune style. Mm. Uh, great movie. It's a great Stooges. movie. Stooges. Very Stooges-esque. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But now, now d- does it hold up? Oh, yeah. Oh, oh yeah! Yes, oh yeah! I Adam, it all the time. Adam, have you showed your son Home Alone? Dude, that kid will watch Home Alone every day if you let him. Like Home Alone and Home Alone Two, my son fucking loves those movies because they're fucking great, man. They're badass. Now there was a weird French answer to Home Alone, Adam, that you you usually recommend. Oh yeah, I forgot about that. Have y'all seen that Code Noel thing? It's like, okay, it's French, and it's like the French version of Home Alone, but, like, graphically violent. Uh, the little kid is, like, Rambo, and he just has to and save his... He's, like, really rich. He has to save his house from this crazy Santa Claus that's trying to invade, but, like, Santa Claus kills the butler and, like, the fucking chauffeur and whatever else the rich kid has, you know? It's, it's fucking crazy, man. Shit, Code, I'll say this. It's, it's real what good. What is it called again? It's like code. I'm gonna look it up. Like code, some number, and then Noel. My buddy, my buddy Ruben gave it. Let me borrow the fucking VHS and watched it. And and my girl watched it. And she's like, "This is giving me fucking anxiety." Because um, <laughs> it's it's fucking it's hardcore, man. It's real hardcore. What is it? Well, I, can't, I can't even find it. Uh, Game over was the American title. Game over. Okay. P- Parade Noel or some shit. Yeah, Parade Noel. Perry Code Perry Noel. <laughs> Code Perry <laughs> Noel. Good enough. Perry, Perry Noel. Uh, yeah, that was from 1989, so it was right before Home Alone. It was right before Home Alone. On Christmas Eve, a resourceful young boy has to defend himself and his grandfather from a killer dressed as Santa Claus. It's like Silent Night, Deadly Night, and Home Alone rolled into one. Perry I'm going to have to watch this tonight. Yeah. I've got to say this now. Yeah. It's good. If you're gonna read subtitles, Adam. Yeah, I can read. No, do I have to read <laughs> subtitles? Yeah, you gotta read subtitles. Ugh. Oh, All right. Shut up. Watch a Yakuza movie, would you? But yeah, Paranoal is. I don't know how, how it got to me. My choice, but yeah, that one. Put that one on the list. All right. Anyone we're forgetting here? Anyone left here on the uh, not welcome to everyone Christmas movie extravaganza? All right. This one is another. It's fun. It starts off. The first scene is fantastic. It, it's uh, an, a, a store where it's essentially Black Friday. It's gone crazy. Yeah. You know, you know, and <laughs> the film is Krampus. Yes. It's weird because it's because um, it's the same guy who did Trick or Treat, and mm-hmm. I know obviously that you chose that. That yes. as, as, yeah. as you did, Adam. But it's um, when you said about it, it's like, oh, yeah, it's all about reinforcing Christmas, like the spirit of Christmas. But trick or treat is the same thing where everyone's being punished for fucking with Halloween. Yeah. 
yeah you should you should respect your rituals yeah yeah and i yeah i hadn't thought about that but yeah i think that's mm. a really great thing that they share in common because it's very rare that you get a christmas movie that in a weird like a christmas horror movie is usually here's christmas and we put something horrible in it whereas mm. this is like Here's Christmas, and this is why you should like Christmas. This is why yeah. you should be good at Christmas. Yeah, because this shit goes down. <laughs> the, the, the whole the whole setup, like the interactions between all the family, I thought it was great. It was like right, you know, it was it was just over the edge, probably for realistic, but it just set the scene perfectly. And it felt it feels like a very authentic family. Yeah, I love. I love the guy that plays Champ, the guy from uh, Anchorman. I, f- I met him at um, Las Vegas Airport. He was what? Just, he was <laughs> randomly at the gate, uh, yeah, just buying a coffee. And I went over and just said, look, I was like, look, I know you're right in the middle of something. I don't want to come and mess. You, you, but, yeah, I just wanted to shake your hand. And he was like, oh, yeah, thanks. Guy's a fucking monster. He's like your size, Bobby. He's an absolute <laughs> beast of a man. Um, Thank, thanks for that, Lee. <laughs> <laughs> inhuman creature ah. um but yeah no he was lovely he was really friendly and uh yeah that was good david Poetchner. Mm. yes there he is <laughs> yes i'm all about having fun <laughs> and, and uh it was tony collects in it as well and she seems to pop uh popped up in a few films i've seen lately she, she's just great and she's I mean, great yeah yeah but yeah she just it's weird because every time we cover a film with her there's additional things to say that she's been in since mm. we recorded the episode. And they're always like horror related as well. <laughs> like she'd so like when I think when we did Krampus, we'd done something else. And uh, no, it was when we did Fright Night 2. And like since she'd done Krampus, she'd also done Hereditary. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, so there's a lot of stuff in there, you know, that they really, uh, she really. Um, yeah, she just seems to have been swept up in the horror genre, really. Because she's fucking convincing, probably. Isn't it? I think the cast is the big thing in Krampus. Like, everybody in that is absolutely solid. There's no weak links. You know everybody using it from other stuff, generally. And they're all, they're all brilliant. Like, they're all... I think the majority of them are people who aren't generally the stars correct me if I'm wrong, they normally play kind of supporting characters. But mm. yeah, once you put them all together, yeah. it just works perfectly. Really, really good casting. Well, isn't a family a collection of supporting characters? You fucking greasy bastard. <laughs> yeah. I've just been sick in my mouth. <laughs> um, all right, uh, Adam, you got anything else? Uh, well, my last one, um, I'm going to give a shout out to Hardware and Brazil because they are both set at Christmas, but, you know, they, they didn't win. Um, and it's, it might seem a weird one, but it's Star Wars. Because over here, I don't know if it was the same, the same in the US, but over here, the channel that had the rights to show Star Wars always put it on around Christmas because it was like their big... Uh, crude rude dude I, I seem to remember this as well um and this was in maybe the early 90s um on usa around christmas time they would just play a new hope through empire through return of the jedi like over and over again does that ring a bell for you yeah it, i may i don't know I, maybe i i would never have guessed star wars for a christmas movie unless we're talking about the star wars <laughs> christmas special 
Special. Oh, no, we're not talking about that. <laughs> no, that's Life Day. That, that's right. isn't, isn't there a new Christmas special, Star Wars? I'm sure I saw one. that. And yeah, yeah okay. but why when they already had the perfection of the old one? <laughs> <laughs> but, but I think uh, I think it was certainly the copy I had of Star Wars for years was recorded off the telly with adverts, and it was adverts for Christmas at various shops <laughs> or the upcoming sales in the new year and stuff like that. And I think, yeah, just it genuinely in my head is all, and it's specifically a new hope, even though they used to sort of show, they'd show him, they showed Empire on Christmas Day, like back in the, I think it was like late 80s or something like that. But they'd shown Star Wars on Christmas Eve and then Boxing Day was Return of the Jedi. And it was like, they made a big fucking deal about it. And it was really, but also Christmas was the time you got Star Wars stuff. Yeah, right. That's yep. when you got your app, yep. or you got your Slave One, or whichever you know bits and pieces. Because there was always like the bigger stuff. You could get the figures, but like if mm. you if you were getting something like uh, like the Millennium Falcon or something, that came at Christmas. Mm. And mm-hmm. yeah, and I think that's in a, in a fine Christmas morning it was. Yeah. yeah, yes, and I think that's why in a weird way that. Even like the the packaging of the the old packaging of the toys almost feels like Christmas. Again, it's just sort of yeah, and I think that's uh, so yeah. That was the one that won out in the end. Um, but my, my that was on a knife edge with Scrooge, but I knew someone else would pick Scrooge. <laughs> so, yes, yeah, yeah. And that reminds me of a time. Uh, maybe this is the eggnog talking. Uh, not that it does anything to you, by the way. I was Eggnog about to say exactly the same thing. I've had half a bottle of cognac on top of the three beers I drank before, and I feel disappointingly sober. I just want to take a nap. That's all it's doing. <laughs> it feels like I just ate an omelette. I think it <laughs> or as, uh, stops you or, or Yorkshire pudding. As the great David Tell says, uh, eggnog is like, well, I want to get a little drunk, but I also want some pancakes. <laughs> you might want to give it a try. I did see someone, there's someone on uh, Instagram who just soda streams everything to see what it's going to taste like. So, yeah, they, I saw them soda streaming eggnog, and the, <laughs> and, oh. and the look on the woman's face was exactly what you, how your face should oh. react to carbonated eggnog. I'm not drunk, but I do now want to throw up in my own mouth. So. <laughs> <laughs> All right, on that note. Uh, <laughs> any other thoughts on any other thoughts on Star Wars? Sorry. <laughs> well, oh, awesome choice. You did Have say you guys seen Star Wars? <laughs> <laughs> Little known film. I I would I would like to hear a bit more about your other nearly choices. Because that's that's a big thing to to say these nearly beat Star Wars. Well, there was there was Hardware, which is just a great film, and it happens to be set at Christmas. But that's like a that's a very 2018 cyberpunk. But it's directed by Richard Stanley, who did um, Color Out of Space. Mm-hmm. It was his okay. first movie, and you've got cameos from Lemmy, Iggy Pop, yeah, Iggy, um, and yeah. And the bloke from the fields of the Nephilim, and it's yeah, 
but it's also a Christmas movie about a killer robot in the future. <laughs> so that's that's classic. You know, that's good. Um, and my other one was yeah. uh, Terry Gilliam's Brazil, which I always forget is set at Christmas. Which again, just a great film, but it's also one of those ones where it's like probably won't watch it with grandma. Mm. <laughs> just just to see her at the at the, the very end of it, just to, like for her to sort of like look at you, uh, you know, sort of vaguely dewy eyed, of sort of like. Why have you done this? <laughs> be a nice start. <laughs> Excellent. Uh, Lee, you got anything else to send us off? Uh, no. So, so my honourable mentions, uh, Bad Santa was in my list. I love that film. So much fun. Yep. Uh, a Christmas Story I didn't put in my list because I was like, it, it's, it's not well known in the UK at all. Nobody knows it. Um, oh, it's a massive thing in the US. Yeah, they play my... it for 24 hours straight in the U.S. on TV mm-hmm. on Christmas Day. They just play that movie over and over and over again. When it so, ends, it turns back on. If you can't find a good football game, you just put it on that channel and just whatever scene in a Christmas story is playing. You just, <laughs> it's like your go-to default if you if you can't find better television. It's brilliant. Um, uh, on uh, yeah, Elf obviously because um, I love Will Ferrell, so that's always great. Um, and finally, um, no, I can't. Oh, Christmas Vacation. So uh, National Anthem's yep. Christmas oh, Vacation. Yeah. Every year I always put that on while I do my wrapping of presents. So uh, Excellent. Yeah. That was going to be my one honorable mention that didn't come up, and uh, then you just you just Sorry. stole the day there. Lee. Well, yeah, That's you okay. stole mine too because mine was going to be Christmas Story, but you, you jumped on that too, Lee, so yeah. Oh, fuck. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. Good job. <laughs> It's interesting, like you say, though, about a Christmas story not really being known over here because you are literally the only person I've ever heard talk about it. Like, over here. And it's like, yeah, it's not a big sort of deal, but I know it's huge in America. Mm. Have y'all seen it? Have Chris and Adam seen it? I haven't. It? I've oh, never seen it. No. Oh, guys. Oh, it's a classic. Yeah. I will share it yeah. with you because it's. it's a, so I think the reason I saw it is because we had Sky very early on when Sky TV was predominantly US stuff. Mm. Um, and it was on one Christmas, like halfway through December, middle of a Saturday afternoon, and my parents went, oh, there's a Christmas film on. It's called A Christmas Story. Why don't we put it on? And I was just totally blown away by it. It was phenomenal. Um, it's it's very, like, small-town Americana in the 1940s. Like, it's one of those movies that, like, like you'll watch it i'll watch it like with my dad and be like that's exactly what my town looked like and she, you know he's like grew up in the 60s or whatever but whatever <laughs> um it's like oh yeah we had a bully that looked just like that guy like that kind of it's like it's like it doesn't even it's like it's literally just a christmas story it's not really there's not really much of an arc or a plot it's just like things that happened to a boy around christmas in the 1940s mm-hmm. in small town america and uh, I think it really captures uh, the the magic of uh, of being that age and and the anticipation of Christmas. Because I look at it now, I'm like, Jesus Christ, it's already December fifth. Um, whereas, like when you were a kid, Christmas felt like the season itself, in the anticipation for Christmas Day, just felt like a fucking lifetime. Yeah. Whereas yeah. now, it's like it passes by, like, <laughs> oh shit. Um, that's. I guess we got to go back to work uh, yeah. in, in a couple of days. <laughs> cool. 
cool Christmas, bro. That horrible point when you know that you're grown up is, I hope it doesn't snow because that's going to be a pain in the ass for getting to work. <laughs> When yes. when you're a kid, well, we don't it's just that at all. Fucking, oh, of course, yes, <laughs> yes. But yeah, we, we don't mean. have that problem here now. No, true. <laughs> I knew I was an adult when uh, when the classic rock radio station was like The Who, Led Zeppelin, Stone Temple Pilots, and I was like, well, <laughs> I'm fucking old now. Yeah. Um. So uh, let's do a quick check in with Lee. Uh, I finished my 750 milliliter of eggnog. A 30, 30 proof, 14.75% alcohol by volume. I don't feel a goddamn thing from it. Um, it was an enjoyable endeavor. It was a fun experiment, and I enjoy the taste of eggnog, but I I honestly, I can't say, drink eggnog if you'd like to get shit-faced. No, I, I, I do say, we've been recording for two hours, and in that two hours, <laughs> I drank three beers in the prep, one of which was eight and a half percent, which was a ridiculous idea to do, really. Before I then drunk, uh, yeah, a, a, a liter of eggnog, but that liter of eggnog contained <laughs> half a bottle of cognac, um, and I feel more sober now than I did when I started drinking it. So I don't know what the fuck. Yeah. I think it's time to crack the tenant super open. That'll yeah. sort it right out. <laughs> Well, I want you to live stream. If, if it ends up happening, I want you to live stream and, and let me know if you do end up vomiting. Uh, <laughs> so a not. literal live stream you want. <laughs> yes. Right. Yes, exactly. <laughs> uh, crude, rude dude, you've been real quiet lately, which is uh, makes me think you're up to no good. Any <laughs> final thoughts on Christmas? Hey, Christmas is great because, uh, like y'all were saying earlier, it's one of those holidays where you get to... Uh, just kind of rehash Thanksgiving. We eat a fuck ton of ham and turkey and whatever, and they make movies for it, you know? Hey, you know, Christmas Story is great. Uh, you know, Silent Night, Deadly Night's great. Like, give me some food and I'm gonna drink whiskey, which will actually get me drunk, unlike y'all's fucking eggnog. But, uh, yeah, 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 hail Santa. That's all I gotta say. <laughs> all right, Chris or Chris or Adam, any final any final thoughts before we send it off? I can honestly say, Hail Santa is my new go-to. That's what's going in every card, <laughs> every yes. message. Yes. So, all right. Have, have a great Christmas, everyone. Be safe. Enjoy. God bless us, everyone. Absolutely. And if you can't be safe, be sexy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, goddamn right. <laughs>